West West Show. You are now listening to Empty Out the Clip. What's up, fans? Welcome to another episode of Empty Out the Clip. This is episode 112. My lucky numbers, so you know what it is. You know how we start off, man. We always get straight into the, the norms of the show, so you know what we do. Um, introducing the two boys on the panel today. We've got Eric and Yash. What's up, gentlemen? What's up, everybody? How you been, us? Good to be here. No, no, it's been good. It's been good. Um, we got, if you, if you can tell us, then I noticed that the sound doesn't sound the same because the introduction, the guy's not here. He's on um, his r and I don't, I don't think anyone approved the annual leave, but he just up and left, so we'll carry on anyways. But, you know what we do, man? Start with some shout-outs. Start with you, Eric. Yeah, um, just a big, uh, once again, uh, big shout-out to the Empty Out the Clip boys. Uh, thank you for having me here again. And um, just to my family and the, and the Wish Network, everybody else, you know, uh, just shout out to, to the family all getting involved in the league grand final. Uh, pretty passionate. There's a few hard out uh, supporters, mainly the Broncos actually. So shout out to all the family, especially uh, Brisbane. Um, and yeah, probably my uncle uh, moved to to Brisbane recently to be close to his sons and grandkids, Uncle Jeff. And um, yeah, we sort of feel his presence gone. We had like a, his. Uh, First birthday this afternoon after church, and you know felt that he wasn't there, mm. but it was a blessing. Got to meet his uh, his mum. His mum was um, came over for the birthday because his his uh, auntie brought him up, and um, his mum was over there hanging out. And uh, yeah, it was cool. The banter they had between each other was awesome. You know, one, um, his 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 mum is eighty one, and his uh, his auntie who brought him up is eighty seven, oh, and so. Shit. But they, you know, like they can say whatever they want, and they just sort of give each other a bit of cheek here and there. So that nah, was cool. It was cool to meet them. But yeah, I guess uh, shout out to Uncle Jeff. Feel his presence gone. Probably like the first um, like father figure to me. So taught me a lot. Uh, family man, faith, and um, yeah, a lot of stuff. Just just being a yeah, being a man for your house, being a leader, sort of thing. So shout out there. Mean. I mean, cause oh, my list of shout outs is just a small one, man. But shout outs to my um, my wife and kids who have flown out to Oz. I'm house sitting. I'm um, just me and Nikita here. Um, another shout out to the Oost Cams doing the R and I don't know who approved their annual leave, bro. I, 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 I don't think we can never accept those sort of short term. Um, oh hey, I'm leaving. I'm leaving. I'm going on. Leave. Man, I saw I saw him on um, what day did he leave? It wasn't Friday. I, I saw him at work on that morning, and he was going, "Sorry, I'm off." I go, "Hey, that's commitment, man. <laughs> that is commitment, eh?" I was like, "Dumb man." I was going, "Shit, okay." <laughs> and shout out to the, all the Brisbane fans, man. So, before the Warriors came along, there was a whole lot of kids that supporting um, the Brisbane Broncos because mm, yeah. of the, the likes of like Lazarus and Langer back in the day, Windows Sailor. Shout out to all of those guys. So, shout out to Futz and to Brascus go, um, and to my cousin Way. Hopefully you guys get a win if you're not um, getting any other good news for the rest of the year. But yeah, man, that, that ends my run-up of um, shout-outs. So um, how's the week been, Eric? Uh, I, I know I know you, you saw my um, my post of that guy <laughs> that I, I couldn't share it on social media because, you know, I'll, I'll, 
probably get picked up by work. But there was a guy apparently came in, um, came into work. Uh, I think it was Friday afternoon. Uh, no, Thursday up, Wednesday afternoon. Sorry, and then he um, apparently wanted the police, so he decided to smoke, light up a cigarette uh, while at the pumps. <laughs> picked up the diesel pump for some strange reason, started waving it around. I think it was, I don't know what he was going to do with it, but I could see it for the video. You can, you can see it for the video. He was just mucking around, playing around with the pumps and the rubbish in it, and he was just shouting at the staff to to ring the police. When the police finally came, he wanted a ride back home. <laughs> I was like, what? Well, I was telling was the staff, I was telling the staff, next time something like that happens, go grab the hose from out the back because it's quite powerful. If they got yeah. a cigarette in their in their in their hands, just hose them down. Stuff it. Uh, really? Rather rather hose them down than you know them studying the fire at work, man. Shit. It's getting crazy, eh? So yeah, that was exciting. <laughs> it looked like looked like he didn't even uh, know what was going in on either, eh? He was like pretty casual about his his ciggy. Oh man, I don't know. I think he I'm sure it's the same person that I, I just finished serving the night before with his dog. It was the dog that gave it away because it was the same dog that some guy was giving the soldier draw oh, to. So I thought, oh, but maybe he, he wasn't hiding and then now he's high. Like, probably 20 hours later. But yeah, it was um some of the staff were upset. So I was like, don't worry about it. Just calm down. It's okay. You just got to push the stop pop button and make sure no fuel's going towards those pops. Because each pops is, um, they can shut off at the yeah. valve, so they just got to remember to push the stop button. Still, <laughs> that was funny watching it, but at the same time, I feel the anxiety from the your colleagues yeah. being worried of if something happens, you know, like they're yeah. like backed up towards you guys. Yeah, because anything could have happened, because there was a few cars around them, and I think one guy was muffing off at one of the customers while yeah, he was yeah. filling up, because he was like, backing away, and then when he drove out, he reversed all the way out because he was just oh. literally behind him while he was playing around with the pump, so, man, you see some crazy shit up there. If he wanted a ride and I was there, I could have given him a ride to Disneyland if he wanted to. <laughs> so you can put him a left and a right. I think everybody else wanted to do that. One of the colleagues wanted to do that. He stayed inside the chiller to cool himself off. Yeah. <laughs> Well, unless your workspace, you know, you don't want people to come disrespect your workspace, man. Make you feel uncomfortable like that. Yeah, so yeah, it's been there's been a bit of that. Um, the school holidays has been alright. It's been a bit lazy for me. We've just been at home most of the time because it's been so windy, especially these last three days. Really bad with yeah, the rain too. Days. Scary. But gee, Yash, how's your week been? Uh, it's been good. It's been a bit of a different one, yeah, with the school holidays. Um, we started off the week with a bit of a bang, like the my my wife's parents, I went to Aussie, and they, they came back on Monday, and uh, on Sunday night, my wife was like, oh, I'll, um, I'll pick up the kids and take them to to pick, you know, see uh, Nana and Papa at the airport, meet them, and I was like, oh, we got um, wrestling training. I'll bring them. I'll bring them over to the house afterwards. And she was a little bit angry, but she's like, "Oh, okay, sweet, sweet." So I, I pick up the kids from school, and then I uh, I take them to wrestling. And then 
we play around a bit, a little bit early, and then it's time to start training. And then my daughter's like, I've got to go to the toilet. So I go, hurry up, go to the toilet. Goes to the toilet, comes down, and there's like stairs. And she hears a song she likes. She starts dancing on the stair, takes a step, misses the stair, rolls her ankle. Oh, my gosh. And then, um, so I was trying to force her to train still because I thought she's just pepello, like, <laughs> but, but, it actually, <laughs> but she actually rolled her ankle. Um, because I was looking at it, it wasn't swollen, but it, it swelled up like at the end of training, yeah, a bit later. So then I I go to take her to um to the parents' house, you know, afterwards, and they they I'm carrying her in because she can't walk, and they're like, "Oh, what's going on?" And my wife's like, "Wow, see, you should have just <laughs> should have just went to the airport, you know." And I was like, "Oh, I couldn't say anything. Eh? I just had to be quiet and cop it. I was copying all the muckers from everyone." And so, yeah. I think but um, awesome. yeah, so that was the start. I only had one day. Um, because the kids went to school, so I enjoyed that one day off. That was really good. And then, because she was injured, I, I and then my other one got a little bit sick, so I had to stay home with them. But on the Monday, oh yeah, I sort of, I guess a little bit of a plug. I finally um, finished my uh, ebook, my second one. It's like a, it's called the Masculine Man Guide. It's like a training program um, for like dads, I guess early dads. Oh, but, true. Um, it's like two years late. Like it's one of those ones I nearly quit. <laughs> it's one of those ones I nearly quit twice. Like, like because you know, because I had to do videos for it, and then like writing, like I was had to write like what it, you know, what is it for, and the purpose and stuff like that, and the program, and then like it just became a bit hard a couple of times. But oh, no, nah, thanks. I guess shout out to my wife. She's sort of like, no, no, you've come this far, finish it off, and. And then I was like, oh, yeah, I'll do it on the holidays. But I've been saying that like the last three holidays. And then, <laughs> but I pretty much finished it. I just got to wait for Cam to get back to figure out how to like put it up on the website. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, yeah. So no, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, it's weird because I haven't been like active on social media as I used to. I used to post all the time and like do fitness stuff. But it's got, it just feels weird like posting a book when I haven't been active in it. But um, I, I was more like, I feel more proud that I finished it, especially like, after feeling like I wanted to quit a few times. Oh, so, shit. I have like a lot of ideas and start things, but sometimes I don't finish them. So I'm pretty proud that um, I finally finished it. So yeah, did that. And then I've just been home with the kids. Um, they've been a bit muddy. And then and then we had uh, got them better. And then we, yeah, we had a good day yesterday. It was the parents' um, 75th grandparents birthday yesterday and then today was the first so we had church and that so good good bit of uh, like family time uh yesterday and today with the kids and the wife but yeah a bit of a bit of a different holiday but no it's been good 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 change up yeah but how about you how's how's the week oh bro since my wife and that have left because i got new new clothes they sort of fit me nicely <laughs> and like i know blue blue blazers is sort of like an in thing but it seems like it's been an in thing for the last like eight years. So I wasn't going to wear, because I got two blue blazers and in my head, I don't want to go back to Melbourne because I've always worn the last three weddings that I've been to. Two of them have been in Melbourne. <laughs> so I was like, you know what? It's time to go get a new suit. So I was just going to get just buy like a blazer and wear some shorts because everyone's telling me that it's hot in, in Melbourne at the moment. But I mean, shout, I got to use this time to shout out to um, Andrew and... Um, I think it's Shalon. They they work at um Johnny Big in New um St. Luke's. So she was helpful, man. She was so helpful. She was like looked at me. 
the idea was to go in there and just look like, what the fuck am I doing in here? <laughs> and sure enough, it worked. The customer service came over to me and get, oh, man. So I tried on a blazer. So I got me a new suit. I ended up mm. walking out with a new suit, man. All so, right. Yeah. I went over $300 and I came out with $300 less in my pocket. So. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in saying that, I managed to get me a suit where I could probably just wear the bottoms with a different top and like just yeah. a jacket I could wear with a hoodie underneath. Yeah, and yeah, a yeah. dress shirt. It's like, I'm not really a blazer person, so I was surprised. Yeah. I managed to do all of that. And then today, <laughs> how about we just carry on shopping some more? It was just me and Keita today, so we managed to go around and do a bit of shopping at the market, man. So, nice. man, I love, I forgot how much I love the market, too. And whenever you want something, like, whether it be tools or clothing or hats or, you know, or key cut, it's like, what are these things, eh? Or even, like, a new USB cord for your mic. Yeah, the yeah. market is a place to get in, man. Like, yeah, it's got all these Asian random things, eh? With me. I was cracking up. He was like, that's $10, okay? How long is it? <laughs> keep saying how long is it to an Asian. He'll probably fold it, okay? Fine, then. Take it for five. <laughs> like, yeah, shout out to, um, to the people hustling at the markets, man. Like, that hustle's real, eh? It's a, it's yeah. a, it surprises me that a lot of people still deal with cash. And then there's those super hyped up. Worked out, worked the system, eh? Bank transfers and um, F plus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You gotta do what you gotta do, man. Yeah, bro. I was like, man, mad respect to them, man. Like, you know, we can, we count, especially when you see all the garden tools underneath the stadium. Yeah. Like, those people, bro. I look at, like, all the stuff they have there for selection. Then I'm like, how'd you just get it all here? Sure. <laughs> you gotta put it all back, you know? Just just for, like, that morning, eh? Just, just for, for the morning. morning, man. Yeah. But yeah, now my week's been all good, eh? Just it's just been cold, eh? I don't know if I'm getting old, bro, but man, I couldn't find any of my track pants and yesterday was like cold as. Even this yeah. morning was my I actually walked around in my um my PJs, man, my trousers. <laughs> <laughs> don't wear a rope. Don't wear a rope to the shops, then then you're on the next level. I give anyone the permission to see me if I'm out wearing a rope, it's gonna be a little quick jab, honestly, man. <laughs> Uh, we're gonna keep West Auckland classy, man. We're gonna keep it classy. Yeah, they're the smoking near the pumps and shit, man. Fuck. Come on, bro. Yeah, ropes. Yeah, bark ropes and shit. Yeah, I see a lot of that. I see a lot of that coming into work. Derek, is that right? Yeah, I see a few. Uh, it's mainly the guys too. It's crackle. Oh no! <laughs> I, I, I want to listen to the episode. Yeah. I saw yeah. a couple one time. A couple coming. Bloody broke, oh, broke up. God. I was like, holy shit. These guys. Man. Did they have the slippers on as well? Yeah. The matching slippers? Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> <laughs> and shit. Oh, oh, get yeah, out of here, man. Your wife didn't love you if you did, she, she did you do that shit, man. Oh, right. especially, especially if the wife is there with you. Oh, <laughs> oh man. No, no ropes to pack and save, guys. Just uh, you know, <laughs> put on something. You know, track pants is all right, but not the rope. Not the rope. Holy cow! <laughs> Won't catch me in that, man. Hell no. I wear <laughs> rope around the house, but not out to shopping and stuff. Man. <laughs> <laughs> how how was the wedding anyway? Let's. How was the? Oh, the wedding's in a couple of days. So. Oh, okay. oh, you're just getting ready for it. Yeah, getting yeah, ready yeah. to go. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, because you're going on Wednesday. I was saying, yeah, yeah. The thing is, I don't like. I don't know, bro. I'm one of those guys. If I'm going, I don't. I don't. I don't like wearing stuff that I haven't, that I've already worn. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I managed to buy me a couple of new hats. <laughs> this yeah. is how I got it. A new suit, four new hats. <laughs> Holy shit. And I still got new socks, new socks, and I've got to give me some new undies, man. <laughs> to me, it's like... I understand the underwear. I understand the underwear. Yeah, it's like, bro, you might as well, you know? The only thing nah. I didn't buy today was a new watch and a... I even get, I even got me a new gold chain, man. Holy <laughs> <laughs> baller, baller. Now this is hey. why I like to thank the ladies that um the check in um Johnny Bugs man, because she said to me that grey blazer looks nice with just a nice plain top underneath. Yeah. And when she said that in my head, I was thinking because the picture they had on display was black and white. I was like. True, eh? But then I said, but then I got to give me a gold chain. And she started laughing. <laughs> okay. Because there must be a lot of Indian or Maori guys that come in here to buy suits, <laughs> ne? And flex a chain. So when I was at the markets, man, I bought me a gold chain. I was like, I might as well, man. I might as well. <laughs> Johnny, you've babe, come that far. You've come case, that far. Yeah. you got a suit, so. But hold up. So I was like, she did say it looks good with the hoodie underneath. So I was like, yeah, might as well keep it on, you know? But now, yeah, that's on um, the, the, the actual wedding's on Thursday. Ah, uh, yeah. So it's got a couple of shots and then fly straight up. They're Johnny Big Store. That's an Australian big man story. Yeah. Well, they got up to 9XL, bro. So yeah, yeah. I bought a 54 I, I Blazer. That's about a 3XL. And I was saying to her, I'm a, you reckon I'll be a 60? She laughed and she said, nah, because the biggest size is a 10. So that must be like a 64, 64 inch. Shit. So if you got a 64 inch chest manual. Michael Orr, something. You can see the kids, Michael Orr. <laughs> yeah. But nah, nah yeah, that's surprising that she just looked at me once and then grabbed the um, you know, the blazer and a fit. And I was like, man, when do I ever go to a place? And I go, you know, even like the hats at the nine markers, but I go there and they go, yeah, you'll fit it. I go, fuck, if it just sits on top of my head, I'm a fraud at you, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't. Yeah, today was good, man. Like, like this weekend yeah. for shopping has been good. Like, no one's. You know, put me out of my comfort zone where I've been all mad and just walked away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just been negotiating on price. But now nah, it was good, good, good weekend for shopping. Was this up at St. Luke's, there, Johnny Biggs? Yeah, I think that's the only one that I know of. Yeah. There's one up at uh, Just Mutt, which oh, I, okay. yeah, they've they got a bigger range, but yeah, the St. Luke's one is pretty good. Now, that reminds me of um, when I used to go clubbing and like, try to you know get the girls and stuff like i used to try to wear like a new shirt all the time and yeah. stuff like that i always like oh, I, have to, I can't be the same shirt you know exactly. i have to get a new yeah, shirt yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta have a rotation of shirts bro yeah. i had, had a new one man like even if it was a cheap one like just something new fresh you know yeah if i if i wore something in that month i'll change it the next month right so, yeah, but like, yeah. yeah yeah but yeah every night every week it was a different shirt almost <laughs> And yeah. I like the um, what you're saying with the jacket and changing it up. Like I do that too. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, wear the same jacket, like a different shirt or the same pants, different. You know, that, that's good, eh? Like, yeah. make the most out of your money, eh? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, she she threw me off by saying something like, like, oh, that that goes with that um, hoodie because I had a hoodie underneath. So for yeah. me to try on a fifty four, and with a hoodie already on, which is quite thick, and I still fit the blazer because I managed to button up, and I go, oh man. It's not reversible though, because I got a blazer from there that's a reversible one. Oh damn! Because when I went to my wedding when I first originally bought the suit, I picked it up accidentally and I had it on back to front, and then <laughs> someone was like saying to me, "Hey, if you got the right jacket on," I was like, "Oh, flip out, everybody!" And now you know, walking back to the chair, oh, you're the only one wearing a blazer at the table, so I'm like, "Been <laughs> got me a 
two in one jacket, mate. By <laughs> <laughs> accident, eh? Felt like I will snuff, man. I was like, damn. This way. But no, it is a nice blazer. But I think Blue's been, um, yeah, ever represented at weddings at the moment, eh? Or formal functions. True. Oh, sweet man. Should we rip into some of these um topics? Yep, yep. Yeah. So, um, we'll touch on the Rugby World Cup first. I don't know if you've been um, paying attention to the to the screen or to the skybox, but for the first time ever in history, the biggest news that came out of Rugby World Cup was the early exit of Australia. Mm. And I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I think Sonny Bill jinxed him. <laughs> yeah. He shouldn't have said Sonny Ozzy Williams. But man, I think um, think I think someone needs to put a um a, a muzzle on him, eh? Because you can remember he was cheering for Australia. He ends up in the um the flying Fijians change room, and then he yeah. had a bit too much to say about Eddie Jones, which I feel was like a bit um I don't know, eh? uncalled for, uncalled for, and I, I'm more or less saying because he was he so he he they. Stan um, Sport interviewed him after the game, and I'll play the audio for you because I think you need to understand the context of what happened. So, Eddie Jones is the head coach. He obviously came in and took over. Was it Rennie? David, was it? Oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. Um, Rennie, yeah. And this is like 15 months up before the Rugby World Cup. I know the boys on the counteract talked about if someone was to sweep in and take over um, Fuzzy, but Nick Minnett, Australia. They have a coach who had a couple of games. He had just lost by a few points, and he played um, some international teams. Not even a month later, then he gets the boot, and then Eddie Jones is into the picture. And this is less than a year and a half out by the for the Rugby World Cup. Following that loss, um, Stan Sport interviews um, Sonny Bull, and Sonny Bull gives his expert opinion. So I'll just play the audio. Guess what has led to this result here. If we think back to less than 12 months ago, an injury-ravaged side under Dave Rennie lost to France in Paris by a point. Uh, an injury-ravaged side came back from 20-odd points down and beat Wales as well in November. What's your take on where the where the Wallabies have ended up here? Look, let's talk on tonight first and foremost. That second-half team, they look like a team that, that just lost belief. They didn't believe in themselves, and that starts from the head in the sheds. Guy that's telling them, telling them to get up. They came out here and they didn't perform at all. It was really, really disappointing. I feel for these boys. I feel for the fans. I'm going to keep it real on here. Look, they were up and up against it from the start. Like you touched on, what's happened, where we are to right now. Um, questions need to be asked from selections to the mind games that Eddie's been playing with these kids, these guys, these young men. Um, it was evident. There's a guy in the in the, in the studios back home they should be here right now you know so um proofs in the pudding 40 to 6 was really embarrassing and i feel for these kids they're gonna they're gonna carry this on for the rest of their careers and feel this until they get to come back here again and rectify it but if i'm a player and i'm gonna carry on here if i'm a player from a player's point of view i'm not following a guy that's sitting having a meeting with another national team potentially looking for another job days before you're hopping on the plane to come to this World Cup. So, And that's just my opinion. I might be different. I might be going a bit too far here, but that's my honest opinion. I think it's a fair point. I think there's plenty of... 
from that little snippet there, what do you guys reckon about Sonny Bull's um choice of words coming after Eddie Jones and how Australia is for the first time in history he's never made it past the um the round robin. Hmm. Start with you, um, Yash. Yeah, I sort of agreed uh, all the way until um he sort of personally attacked Eddie. Um, I think that's more of a time like on a podcast like us, like a long long form type of uh, platform the media and that is like i don't know keep it general sort of thing but um but yeah i think because i know he's good mates with quay cooper um so i think he might have been think you know thinking of uh quaid and um the flanker um so some of the guys that missed out but um yeah i don't know the the, the ins and outs of the situation with eddie jones like uh, with him talking with Japan and stuff like that, so I don't know. I think I would have left that part out and then left the rest of it in. Just where he talked about with Eddie Jones talking, but yeah, I agreed with him saying like, um, you know, we got to look at the top, the players, and um, everything like that. You know, I agreed with, but um, I, yeah, I think it's not the platform uh, for me anyway. I've, maybe others will agree that's the right platform, but um. I, yeah, he has. I guess he has his thing, but I think like these places, it feels feels weird like hearing that stuff on TV and all that. But here, like it'll be like, oh yeah, you know, like it's a better place for discussion about it because you can't really empty out the clip on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, is there yeah. context to it? Yeah, like saying. you can't really fully dive into it. You yeah, know, the yeah. other guys as well can't like, oh yeah, but what about this and that? You know, it's yeah. Yeah, I feel the same. Yes, like I, I think uh, best is less. I mean, less is best. Less is best, eh? especially especially when you're on yeah. the, that kind of platform. Yeah, it's best to yeah, say yeah. less. How about keep it general? I thought he could have, could have kept it more general, like yeah. but not not point out his name and who he is and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. did that I in think the podcast was was some of the yeah, boys or something. Podcast, eh? That would have been better on a podcast because then you could dive into it more, and the other guys could be yeah. questioning him or like add details and stuff like that. Yeah. But do you think that like the um like the viewers at home would be feeling? Like, do you reckon that Sonny Bill's choice of words is an influence over those who are watching in the cover of home? Because to be honest, I felt like when he started to dive in and say as a player, because he spoke about as be, as a player from his their perspective, he talks about um, I think he's talking about Hoops, eh? the one who's doing in studio um, doing the panel work for the Stan Sport. So he's talking about guys like him who missed out. But I think even um, Hoops was he was sort of like safeguarding Eddie as well. I think because the comparison between a player doing what he's done at a World Cup is different from a coach's, eh? But the proof in the pudding is more on what Eddie Jones has done around the world of rugby, right? Sonny Bull is just a player, whereas Eddie Jones, he's gone to different countries and coached at the top. you got to remember, Eddie Jones coached England. England sent the ABs home. I don't think Sonny Bull can have any sort of credibility to stand on and say, look, I've done this. He's played as a player, but I think yeah, when you get personal like that, you sort of got to be like. If I was a like a viewer of Stan, I'll be ringing in and saying, "Oh, maybe tell Sonny to say less, you know, because that's sort of uncomfortable, man. Like it's already bad. We're going home, unless he heard these these words directly from them, like he was a club captain or like a players' association. Yeah, Again, true. a podcast would be better for it eh, instead of hearing it straight so after the game. Or even like on his own like platform, like on his own social media, or yeah, 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 you know yeah. I mean? like because it's like his own personal thing. But I don't know in the the world rugby sort of scene. I don't know. I would I wouldn't have thought it was a good spot. 
Yeah, or his own platform or yeah. Yeah, something like that. What about how we touched on, so I thought this would be a good, interesting um, sort of conversation around like, um, because he's a coach, right? So Eddie Jones is a coach. He's a coach and a f- father first, right? For him to sort of chuck Eddie under the bus by saying, oh, I wouldn't be, as a player, because he's saying as a player, I wouldn't follow a guy who's on the phone talking to another international um, body. Like you know, in terms of a job, but you got to remember, Eddie Jones signed for five years, eh? For Rennie to go, the terms would have been on his terms was just to sign on for another at least two World Cups, because you wouldn't want to chuck it all away, come back for like this World Cup and then go again. Like I don't think Sonny Bull's um choice of words around that is sort of like for him to have a, an opinion about. Yeah, 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 yeah. because. You know, you, you wanna, you you wanna, like he's 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 known to the rugby circles. Like he's is a great coach. Why, why go into this World Cup knowing? Okay, I don't have the chemistry with the boys, but if this is the the foot in and stay there for five years, I will. I'll do it. Carry it on, and then see how we go. But he even said, and he was explaining, like from some of the footage that I've seen, is like, yeah, it was a, it was the team that I had initially was probably wasn't the team to carry us to the World Cup, you know? So I just thought it was interesting that he said, you know, I wouldn't be following a guy who's already on the phone to another country talking about his job. But I mean, if the job was to come up after the five years and part of that screening process was to get interviewed now, I don't think Sonny Bill's got got another leg to stand on by saying who he can't sort of talk to, you know? Yeah. It's a job. Yeah, listening to the whole thing from the start, it just felt like he was trying too hard. Yeah, to be honest, it was just like, oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just lost interest. But no, I agree. I think you know him. Um, I mean, he doesn't even know like that, Eddie. I mean, for a fact, you know, in terms of what's happening behind closed doors with Eddie and the other people, like I don't know, maybe he heard from someone, some sources or something like that, but. Uh, I think that goes into that he say, she say, like, gossip sort of thing. And, like, I think as a player, you probably get tired of that stuff. So I think coming from him, who's been through similar stuff, wouldn't say something like that. Because, you know, you don't, he doesn't really know. No one knows except Eddie and, I guess, whoever he was talking to. But And, and then I think even if they did rubbish, like, it came before that. Like, it wasn't, that didn't ruin their campaign that, you know what I mean? Like, there was other stuff. There was other stuff, whatever it is. Um, I guess he was trying to um, say that Eddie wasn't really fully focused on it or, I don't know, imply that. But Trying to imply it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that Eddie's mind was elsewhere, but I'm pretty sure he would have been doing his best, you know. It just didn't work, you know, whatever he was trying. Just yeah. To, they all try their best, man. Like, you know, all the players, all the coaches and yeah, stuff like that. No one wants to lose. Lose at a World Cup. Right? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Everyone yeah. remembers that, you know. Like, not, you know, it didn't work, but he, he was trying. He could, you know, he wouldn't. Yeah, he he's Australian too. Yeah, he's just yeah. going to send his flowers. Look, you gave your gold medal to the kid in the crowd. Come on. <laughs> Live off that, bro. Gosh, leave Eddie alone. <laughs> he's old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet boys. Well, following that, um, during the week, this week, they had the Daily M Awards. And... And I think the last one was Nico Hines. So Nico Hines won this last year. And there's obviously been a lot of debate and talk about when a guy wins the Daily M, whether he is the actual best player. I mean, coming off the form in his um, Indigenous game, 
And then him being selected for State of Origin was sort of like a big hype round. Oh, man, this guy was a Daily M Award winner. Hmm. Did only get 12 minutes, was it? 12 minutes in this year's series? Not much, yeah, yeah. Off so, the going off that and then, then seeing um, who won Daily M of the year. And it was, it was sort of like a two-horse two race, eh? And then Kalen Ponga ended up winning it by a point. And it's just funny how many players have come out of the woodworks and started doing like social media posts about Sean being like robbed. Yeah. Like we can just quickly touch on this. So what are you what are your thoughts about Sean Johnson missing out on um Delian player of the year? Yeah. I thought I thought he did uh, sort of deserve it. Um a bit more, I guess because um Kalen had like they they had a great run and stuff like that, and he had a great season. Um, and then yeah, Johnson had a great season as well, probably you know one of his best seasons. But I wouldn't have posted about it or whatever. Like, if he's gonna get like for me as a player, if I got like player's player or something like that from my club or recognized from my teammates, that would be enough. Like that, my teammates and that respected me for me to be like, ah, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, to get respected by my teammates and that, like, that meant, like, a lot, you know what I mean? So, I would have been gutted to miss out, like, Johnson, uh, but I would have been still, like, pretty proud and happy that I was still recognized as well. But I wouldn't have posted about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. That's just me. Do you reckon that's time for them to change the way they um, give points for that, for the daily week to week? So there's a few NRL greats talking about it. I think Gordon Tallis is even saying that yeah. maybe they need to shake it up and reintroduce like a, um the actual way they distribute the points. Yeah, how's it go? Is there like three people? Eh, three people. That's what I. Yeah, there's like three, two, and one yeah. sort of yeah. points. Yeah, and there's is there three people from each game? Eh, um, they get the points. Yeah, yeah, three players from each game get the point system with the three, oh, two, I mean, and one. But Sorry, like, he just in terms of who out. gives those points out, who who gives them out? I'm not too sure who, yeah, who gives no. them out. Yeah. But I think because Sean didn't play in that last game, that probably would have been the, the game they would have, you know? Yeah. Because ideally, they've played the same amount of rounds for the clubs, whether they've been injured or not. But then that's where I think the Warriors have that edge because they had three players in the Daily M team and they would have stolen points from Sean right. as well. Yeah. And then the argument was that maybe some players, like like Kalen, even though he won his, would have been playing a whole lot of stinker teams on the back end of their season, yeah. sort of thing. We're shown on that because his props in second rows would have been playing a lot different. He would have just ended up with one point. Hmm. But I mean, I mean, if they can yeah. expose the daily cap, I mean the, the salary cap for the season and finals, why can't they expose how they put the points together? Eh? <laughs> <laughs> I think um. My opinion on that is with the points, I think when I played in Newcastle, we had um, like the, the refs would give a point. So I think I think the refs, because when you're in the middle, you can sort of feel the game. you got the pulse that you just don't get from like watching a game. Because like when I played, I like oh, in Newcastle rugby, sorry, um, playing as a flanker, like people from the outside, I didn't really play that well, but the the ref and some of the players I got respect because you know they're there and they can feel that you're influencing the game by effort and that but some of it you can't see so I think the ref should give some points the players from each team so like a player's player 
sort of thing. Like, so the Warriors would give us uh, have a say as a as a as a whole, and then the other team, um, who do they play? Um, the opposite team would have a say, and then one external source, so someone from the top. So it would be like the ref, both teams. And then one external, something like that, or maybe even just the ref and then the two players, because they're the people who are like in, involved in the game physically, like in every way, and they they really know. Like people from the outside can see who's dominant and one that, but they can't feel it. Like I think, yeah, something like that. Either the ref and the two teams, and one out, or just the ref and the two. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it'll be good. Interesting to see. Whether they do cha- make changes to how they um score points for daily yeah. makers, sort of sort of do you got to feel sorry for him? <laughs> he did have a good season, yeah. but then he did put him out for the last game. He put himself yeah. out, you know, because of his injury. But could have been different, different story, you know. And, I mean, he's still got half back of the year, and I don't know what he's got at the Warriors. We you know when they have their prize giving, but I'm sure he would have been um, acknowledged and honoured for you know having a great season and impact on the team. But uh, yeah. Well, what do you reckon? Any? Um, I think yeah. I think he, he made his choice not to play, even if he had got on. I mean, would have he would have played good enough to score a point or two, you know? Yeah. But I think that's what happens when you rest. It's kind of played all the way through from his concussion, you know, played yeah. every week. Yeah. And they probably would have just he would have just got max points every time he played. Yeah, it seemed like it was a bad thing for the Warriors overall that they didn't play everyone. Eh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I felt, I thought I felt like because remember I did say like oh Caden Ponga will prove why he's the um best six and seven like he didn't prove it in the game but look at what happened he ended up being the best player of the whole year for the whole competition yeah. so predicted <laughs> something right oh yeah another thing sorry just going back just for a second remember we picked Fiji to beat um if you listen to empty out the clip we called it uh, Fiji when they beat Aussie yeah yeah yeah. So it was me and you. I think. Oh um, yeah, Cam's that was on the episode. Eh? Yeah, yeah. Cam's 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 went for Aussie. Someone's listening. <laughs> Cam Cam's the one who chose Aussie with Sunny Bill. Oh yeah, there you go. <laughs> now he's on. Now he's on holiday. I don't know who approved the annual leave, man. Shocking. Oh, now sweet as we leave that one there. Um, recently in the big news, um, this was this came out on the Herald. Um, General Lomu's wife. She showed that it's titled General Lomu's widow tries to block Docker claims trademark breach. So the breach is about a um, New Zealand on air film, and it's funded um, journalism funded um, Docker is trying to get screen time, and um, Jonah's wife her her, her um, Nadine Lomu she's trying to take the New Zealand Film Commission about their proposed Docker on on Jonah. She's trying to um get them to sort of like. Ask, well, she's probably asking them, uh, who's given you the permission to, to play this? Because that's her husband. And because her kids are both Lomu's, and she's a Lomu, um, you know, by marriage and that, she's sort of saying how he's going to go do this and who's given these the rights when I've pretty much declared everything around the world as being, you know, the legal person to come through. So it's been going on for about eight years since his passing. But you got to wonder, man, like, who, like, because I know, like, whenever, like, like, our brotherhood, our KB brotherhood, whenever people try and do memorial jerseys and memory of some of the brothers who have passed on, 
And a lot of the old boys come out of the woodworks and they say, let our brothers rest in peace. Do not traumatize or trauma the families by bringing stuff up because it's tough, you know. The, the families will feel a certain way. Like, in your own opinion, like, how do you feel about um the um yeah the New Zealand Film Commission trying to um play a docu without going through the right channels to have it aired? Start with you, Eric. Um, honestly, I don't think it's right. I think they should have asked permission for the family first. That's all they had to do, really. I think it's just ask permission for it, and then carry on with the documentary. But it looks like they've already done the documentary. It's ready to go. And they're just basically saying, oh, yeah, we're going to air it on, online. But they still don't have the consent of the family. Yeah. Well, I remember four years ago they started. They said, you know, this is after he had passed. Um, they, they, they did that little short film about it. But then they wanted to go in depth about all his superstar deals. Yeah. And then they said they were going to do a, a, a docker because they already got, um, I think it was, his old manager to jump on and said, you know, he'll he'll do the footage. But that's when she sort of submitted that, hold up, I'll put a hold on everything that's shown around the world, you know, you, sh- you shouldn't be doing it at all. Man, well, because they, didn't they do a TV show about Jonah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was that little, yeah. like, a two-part t- uh, TV show, I remember. Yeah. I, I didn't even know if that was, you know, they probably accepted that through, I don't know. I don't know how they do those kind of things on, you know, with movies and stuff, but yeah, that's pretty sad. Yeah, I think um, you always got to go for the family. You always got to, like, your family's bigger than the the dollars they're trying to make. And, you know, they're just, they're always trying to get money, um, exposure. Um, Generally, they don't have, you know, they don't have the best interest of the family at heart. So, yeah, I think it's, I don't think it's good. I think, if they were genuine, they would have went through the family, went through the wife and the family and try to um, get their approval, get their, you know, their okay to, to go through and then obviously run things by them. Like, should we leave this out, add this or not? Or if they want to do it all together, because yeah, like you say, you don't want to stir up stuff if they don't want to see it. So yeah, you got to go through the family and life's bigger than, you know, just trying to make videos and, um, all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, it seems like a bit of a money sort of thing. Um, you know, they're trying to go. But maybe if they did it in a way that included the family or they, mm. they um, it might have been better, you know. Maybe it's just the approach. If they can see that they're genuine and they care and they just want to honor the man and, um, you know, portray him in a good light and, and they okay everything, that could have maybe worked. But, yeah, you, you got to go through the families, eh? Yeah. I sort of feel like when they've obviously heard that Nadine was coming after them about going as far as recording and getting people to speak their own truth about what happened during Jonah's life and their experiences with him, I sort of felt they must have just flogged it off and thought about, oh, she's just grieving, she'll get over it. But she obviously hasn't taken a back step, eh? And she's, like, willing to take it all the way to the top, which which is something, like, you know, you don't hear of often, right? But like, yeah. who's to say like, okay, maybe they might have a backdoor deal and they settle and then they get a lump sum and they get cut in on some commission about gearing this. Because, you know, I think Jonah's story is probably one of the greatest stories to come out of South Auckland, man. Like when it comes to footy, um, he is the guy who pretty much made rugby professional, isn't he? And it's just funny that like, 
I know, like, at the All Blacks experience that I shared with you earlier, if you go into the All Blacks um, experience, there's three jerseys on display and two of them are Jonah's. And I remember talking to one of the guys who worked there and I said, so how much of that does Jonah's family get for those jerseys just being on display? And his reply was, well, actually, the All Blacks experience, they have to pay a couple of guys over in, I think, in the UK who own the jerseys. So it's like a, the jerseys were donated to a museum. And then one of Jonah's, I think it's a 95 World Cup jersey. And then his first sevens jersey. I think they, that's the number 18 that he's got on his back. Um, It's that jersey. And they're both signed. So it just buzzes me out that people want a bit of him, man. Eh? Like everyone, everyone's trying to get their hand on some sort of greed around his, um, just his legacy, eh? But it just yeah, shocks me that, like, uh, you got a, something as, as big and, like, sitting uh, in New Zealand but they've got to go borrow it so and apparently it's a quite a quite a the number is quite big eh? like it's a couple of hundred thousands just to have here on display holy shit which is like in how much of the family see that so good and on what, for, two for guys in UK early shirts yeah because it's from a history I think it's from the IRB rugby museum yeah so just to have those two jerseys there on display. And the family don't get no commission from that. They do not see a cent, bro. So wow. that's what buzzes me up about, you know, people still trying to, it's just, especially for someone like the IRB, man, like, you'd think they'd go and just do some goodwill and just say, oh, look, you know, every bit of money that we have while it's being rented out will go to his sons or his yeah. kids, you know? But they're not thinking like that. Oh, it shows the cruelty of the world, man. God. Yes, it would be personally. I'd love to see like a a Jonah thing, but yeah, obviously it's got to be okay by the family. I think I yeah, because you know it would be awesome to see. Yeah, bro, hot up. Because you know he is the man and stuff like. Oh, I still like. But if the family uncomfortable, then you know it's their cool type thing. But but I mean, in time, like you know, time will heal, heal. Yeah, Nadine's heart, and eventually, when the boys get to the age where they're gonna be like. Man, like, I didn't even think that her kids would know how great of a player Jonah was and how much of an influence he was on the world world stage, you know? Like, he was doing stuff, like, while he was still at school that you'd never seen, like, adults do. Literally, man. And it's crazy, like, for a big man like that, you know, apart from someone playing in the NFL, running as fast as he was, yet on a muddy surface, wearing boots, bro, that's... There's still something that amazes me. Like, I know my cousins always spoke about, like, the South Auckland, like, athletics, like, like um, records and stuff. Like, shot put, discus, and the 100 metres. And they'd always talk about it, man. They'd always talk about, bro, this guy from Wesley, bro. Unit, man. You know? So, he's iconic, bro. But, yeah, hopefully they, um, yeah, they do let... Hopefully she sells it to Netflix or something like that, eh? Negotiate yeah. something with um, New Zealand film. Yeah. Huddle, huddle. Yeah. Because it'd be bigger than just playing it on New Zealand Airways, man. Have you ever seen that guy in real life, though? I got a chance Turn to uh, meet him once. Oh, oh, nice. Probably saw him down at Eden Park maybe a handful of times. He yeah, I saw him at um, on. I was at uh, New Market BP and he happened to pull up there. I was working there. And, bro, he was taller than his four-wheel drive, man. Like, yeah. he was relaxing on the top of his roof of the four-wheel drive. Like he put his up, he put his up over the top. He was just waiting for the pop. 
was like, holy fuck, this guy's Was that his one, the full drive with the sounds in it, the fusion one? Um, oh, I'm not too sure, but no, nah, no, nah, it didn't have any music coming from it. I think it, it looked more like a, probably the wife's car. It was more like family type, like they had baby seats and stuff inside. But man, it was just like how he was towering over his four-wheel drive, man. You can see this monster walking past the pumps. And like, Holy shit. He's massive, bro. Steering at his, I think when I went to go see him, I was steering directly at his chest. So that's how big he was. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Well, sweet boys, move on to the next. Um, big news out west, man. So, New Zealand Auckland Police shooting uh, new footage of a dramatic car chase alleged offenders' vehicles falls apart. So, um, there's some footage. Captured. Um, this is of a, um a guy in a, in a in a truck. So apparently he was going along Zerati Road, and I think uh, cop cars spotted him. They must have spotted the license plate on the truck, and instead of going straight over the bridge to go underneath the tunnel and head out to the motorway going out to town, he decided I'm gonna go left. So anyone who knows traffic out west, most of the traffic comes from the south south um south southern. Uh, Meadowway, and then from Central South. So, if you're coming out west, all the traffic sort of gets gridlocked around about Lincoln Road. So this guy, he must have panicked. Reminds me of my con- my my cousin um and my bro Ken. You, know, you get freak out and you can't start the car and the alarm's going off and you're trying to get a quick getaway. So instead of going right and straight over the bridge, this guy took a left and he ended up on um Lincoln Road, and that's where gridlock traffic is and um. Yeah, twenty-nine-year-old man was charged with carjacking and using a driver as a, and using an air rifle. So he's pointing the air gun at pub, uh, members of the public. He was listed as being an appeared in the Waitakere District Court on Thursday. He was hospitalised by police because the police shot him on Lincoln Road. So, what are you guys thoughts about um, all the drama unfolding out west, man? Man, some people out west. He first is the guy at the pub. Now it's this guy. Yeah, man, it's getting worse, all right. Um, complete idiot, must be on drugs. I'm wondering because there was a picture of it. All I saw was one of the boys who missed us in had footage of him while he's parked because he said, Like, oh, bro, you can't get through. There's a shootout at the bridge, and he's parked <laughs> up on the side recording it. And I think it must be the guy, there's a truck, and there's a dude trying to open doors. So, you know, sure. he, um, well, in the middle of a robbery. I think it's the bridge heading over into Lincoln Road. So, yeah, he's trying to... um Get out. Trying to get into someone's car. And he's trying to get in through the passenger side. <laughs> oh, my God. He's like, why are you trying to get in through the passenger side? There's nowhere to go. Like, the traffic's literally not moving. Hmm. Oh, through yes. the passenger side. Like, he did jump in the island, this car, bro. Got to get a hiding straight away. Oh, man. I wonder if he was. I don't know what he was. That sounds like a balagigi. <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Uh, it's a bit weird to hear like a uh, air rifle in the car. Like, it's a bit scary that it's you know becoming more common that people have you know weapons on them, sort of thing. They like is that going to be you know five ten years? Is that going to be the common thing that someone that everyone has something on them, or not everyone, but just. You know, just more common. That's uh, you know, well, not heading in the right direction, but um, 
Yeah, man. It's you can see, you can hear it. Eh? Like you know, the helicopters are out more. The sirens, are, uh, the police cars are out more. Um, yeah, I don't like the sound like doom and gloom, eh? But the yeah, things aren't heading in the right direction. I guess for me, I'm just trying to like. <clears throat> yeah, I want to like get my kids and myself to learn like martial arts and get get jacked so I can sort of just handle myself, you know, like when there's weird <laughs> stuff, weird stuff happens. Cause I don't know, it might happen one day. I don't know. Or get like, get good at communicating. I guess, you know, like guys with security and that, you know, you can diffuse things or like talk your way out of things. Um, just sort of like thinking of like how you can get out of situations. Cause they, 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 they could happen. Um, unfortunately. Yeah. You're, you're right about that. Sometimes I see it at work, at work and, it could be something as simple as an argument turning into something as like a stabbing. Now I've seen this kind of things happen at work before, so yeah, you're right on point with that. It depends how you approach them, and yeah. if you can find a way of diffusing it as peaceful as you can, that's the best way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would know a lot about that. Eh? It's like just knowing how to talk to people, you know, that sort of thing, like not making things get bigger than they need to be because it feels like it's going to happen to all of us eventually, like something's going to happen in our within our area and yeah. just knowing how to handle yourself and, and keep things calm. Well, I'll share a few words that I've used with guys who I know they aren't going to do anything. Like when a guy's... So if a guy's been drinking, right? So the last 21st gig that I I um bounced at and the guy was... he he. He had his own beers, but he was standing across the road from a place that had been shut down. Sometimes when police see that, they might see, oh, these, this place has breached their liquor ban because he happens to have beer that they sell behind the bar. So I told the guy, you can leave. You can leave now while you can walk. And he's looked at me like, yeah, I'm walking. But then his mates told him, bro, was that trying to, the guy trying to threaten you? He's then turned around and said, Oh, I'm allowed to drink my beers because I bought them here. And I go, all oh, good. It's up to you if you want to leave in the ambulance or leave by feet. You choose. It's the same. If the guy has to think about it long enough, right, he's not going to do shit. Yeah. He's harmless. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? He would have reacted. Yeah. If he had reacted like, and he goes, what was that? And he's like, all of a sudden grew a pair of balls. Then I would have said, bro, up to you, bro. You're sober. I'm sober. You're, 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 you're been drinking, bro. Do you want to drink that box through a straw or you want to drink them with your own lips? <laughs> you know? Sort of just baiting guys like that, bro. Baiting guys yeah. like that sometimes can, they can question themselves whether they're really going to do anything, you know? Ah, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. But that's just under, that's under the influence of alcohol. But yeah, when guys are sober, bro, generally you can go, brother, <laughs> also, <laughs> what's that happened, man? You know, maybe all a guy needs to do is just vent about his life and just say, fuck, you know, it was only a bacon and egg pie, man. <laughs> it was probably ever something small that happened inside his house that made yeah. him go, go over the edge and be like, fuck, I gotta go, go get out of this place, you know? And then he's ended up on the motorway in a shootout and then caught the next day. But it's it's out of it how guns now are more, it's popping up more, right? The excess of yeah, guns yeah, yeah. and where these guys are getting their guns from. It's like, man, there was hardly anything before the laws, before the laws changed. Well, man, I can understand the stress, man. There's a lot of it's it's a it's tough, bro. It's tough trying to survive in in Auckland right now, man. We got so many bulls, bro, and it's like 
So today is the first time I filled up a Costco, bro. The petrol at the moment for ninety one is dollar or two dollars eighty two. That's for ninety one. It hasn't been their price for ages, man. So for Costco to slowly drop their prices, because I've been filling up at Lincoln Road and at Go, for Costco to take its time to drop its prices there, it clearly shows just how tough it is to sort of like get by in Auckland. And like everyone needs a car, man. It's hard to try and rely on public transport. It's hard to rely on an Uber. It's, it's, right, it's just, I mean, people are being challenged to the point like, Man, do I have enough to bridge me to the next few, you know, paychecks or whatever, you know, or bills? I mean, because the school holidays, it's even it's even more harder, man. Like it's hard, you know, if you got kids that are on the um, on the lunch list, you know, to make sure that these kids get fed, and they've got one or two siblings who might not be fed, you know. For some teachers, and I hear it, man. Some teachers they worry about those kids during the school holidays, whether they, where mum and dad's going to be home or not, and whether those kids are going to get some food, you know. So. Man, that that poor dude. I'm gonna, I wanna be that poor dude. Who got shot up, man. Cause I bet you the intent of driving that day he left and him turning left instead of taking the right over the bridge probably would have been like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Whoever texted him while he was following the bloody map on Google Maps shouldn't have texted him, man. He was trying to gap it. Yeah, everybody yeah, knows that west. You don't go, don't go up to Lincoln <laughs> Road, bro. This is, this is that whole anxiety that I used to have when I used to be like, bro, if people are blocking the exit, right? And then the fire alarm goes off and everyone's going for the one exit. Oh. So this dude, obviously, the fire alarm went off in his head. And instead of going towards the other four other doors he could have gone to, he went to the same door or everyone else is going. He ended up oh, on Lincoln Road. Poor dude. Oh. Do you think um we'll get to the stage like where people follow... Because, you know, in the States, it's, um, like, people follow you home and, like, it's, you know, there's starting to be shootouts and things like that. Do you think that that stuff's coming? It's coming, eh? I think so. Well, I've seen some videos where people, you know, they go they go to the beach and that, and then some guys are scooping up the cars. You quickly, if they see somebody put their bag in the, in the car, they will go there, break open the car and take off with the bags. Yeah. yeah. And you see it on those TikTok videos, man, it's going to end up here soon. It probably yeah, Sadly, is. I think you're right, because, yeah, it might be coming this way. Like, to be honest, I grew up in Ranui. My mentality still hasn't changed. I live out in Tat. Like, even if I'm just, like, hitting, hitting from the car to the house, even for, like, a quick... Bro, I lock the car, like, it's... Go. Can't bring to the car so that lamp can go off. I'm like that, bro. Like, even like here, man, I lock the front door, I lock the cage, I lock the side door, I lock every other door before you come inside the house. It's like that mentality never shakes off, eh? You know, but that's, that's just from growing up rough and runway, man. But yeah, you got to question yourself, like, whether we are moving into those times. Like, I always think to myself, I always say to my kids, man, if I ever get in gridlock and I get out and I start smacking someone, just lock the doors, man. Don't even try to hop out. Don't worry about me. Dad's all good. But I'm like, that's the mentality you gotta have to sort of survive, you know. It's not all, it's not all um, butterflies and and whistles, man. It's like shucks, we are heading into those times, and it's just whoever can survive without, you know, losing their mind, you know, and ending up on a pig stick. Shit, hold up, bro. That's shocking. That still shocks me. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, it's. It's coming like um, you learn how to, yeah, you know, either 
talk your way out of it or to sort of like handle yourself out of it, you you, you got to like think about it, eh? Yeah, in one way or another. In one way or another. Because yeah. there's certain people you can talk to. And you, some you can't, eh? And some you can't. You just have to, yeah, you have to bring the smack down. You got to yeah. bring it. People, yeah, just get too weird and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's usually the smaller ones that I find. The real smaller smaller people. <laughs> the, the, the dwarves or the midgets. <laughs> no, no, not even them. It's like the... Man, it's just... I don't know. The smaller they are, the more violent they become. <laughs> they, they got that short uh, syndrome that... Um... They mortal their life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they look at you like, what? What are you looking at? <laughs> They're being the, yeah, the short. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but yeah, people that are shorter than me anyway. But yeah, my um, when the my wife's family came back, I was talking to her brother, and he's saying like, he's like, oh, how much rent are you paying? I was like, oh, I'm paying this, and then he's like, oh, in Aussie they. You know, it's like half that, and you get you know similar sort of things. And so I guess that's why like a lot of people are moving over there. Eh? Like a lot of my family's moved over there, and um, I guess just taking that stress, a little bit of stress and um, pressure, eh, out, out of people's lives. But I guess they miss other things here, eh? Like you know, there's always good stuff here, good stuff there. You know, you can't have everything. No, you can't. Probably financially but, there, it, it's probably better. Yeah. But I guess you'll have like other problems there eh, or, or miss other things. So, yeah, it's, yeah, it's a tough one. I guess everyone's got to weigh up. Sweet gents. Um, I got to wanted to introduce a new segment to the um to the to the episode. Um, so this is on the back of just um surfing some um. I don't know. You know how the algorithm obviously follows whether your 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 uh, mind's in a in a funny laughing mood or whether it's into the want to see gruesome shit, you know. But I thought would call this segment um, Savage of the Week. So as well as having the fair book of the week, we'll call the Savage of the Week, and these are just random clips caught on camera, and a lot of it can be pretty pretty like what the hell, like what the f, you know. But um, I thought I'd play a couple, and you can pick the. So I've got a, I come up with a top three um, point system, and you guys can pick the top one for Savage of the Week. Um, first one was I loaded was last week, and it's a uh, um, it's just a group of so it's a group of kids. They must be at a at a feed, and I think the 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 grandpa is trying to tell everyone to say the prayer, and he's pretty um he's pretty gangster, right? Like when I heard the words come out of his mouth just before he said say the prayer. I thought to myself, bro, this guy's got to be on the episode. Like it. Anyone want to touch on how savage that was or whether that was savage? I don't think it's that bad, eh? Yeah. Think, it was good. It was good. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, it was, good. it was a bit, but no, it wasn't... Um, uh, too high, but I, th- I think it was good. I think it was like this is necessary. <laughs> yeah, needs to be said. Eh? Yeah, yeah. 
What about you, Eric? What did you think of that? Did you did you want to crack up laughing or would you be like, oh, yeah. did he just say that to the kids? Yeah, because I never, I, I never, I said that. I can't remember where I said that word, but um, never. I got a set from one of my mates' parents <laughs> for, for saying that. Because uh, you know, you, your mate, your mate doesn't tell you what it means, and you just keep on saying it. And the next week, you get slapped. So yeah, but I don't actually know what it means. He told him to eat poo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Alright, so that's that's number one. This is my number two at the moment. Um sorry guys. Um so this one here is um this is a story of a guy his wife, um, his family was trying to get a hold of a dude, sort of like a prank. Um, he said, he asked him a few questions about um, the dude's wife. He randomly got the number and he's just checking in on him and he's asking him if he's, um, if, if like the questions he's asking him because he's looking for his long lost brother. But I'll play you maybe three minutes of it and tell me if you think, <laughs> tell me if you think like this is savage, but yeah, this is a little prank. Trying to hear all that kind of shit like that. I mean, what's what's up? I mean, what you got? What, what's up with you and Tina? No, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't had nothing to do with your wife, you know. Oh, really? I was just about to say, goddamn, I ain't trying to hear all that old bullshit. Okay, no, it ain't nothing like that. But see, try to really make a long story short, man. We we have a a family member in my family that's been missing for quite some time. You know, we we done been on on the internet and everything, trying to find this family member. And it, we we've looked for years, man. And l- 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 let me, let me ask you something: How long you been married to Tina? Me and Tina been married five years. Okay. Well, see, we we our family member actually has been been missing for six years, and um, we, we've done the research. Uh, we're, we're almost like a hundred percent sure. Let me ask you one more thing, though. I, just, I'm just trying to just, you know, line all the ducks up, man, if, if, if I could. Do, 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 uh, does Tina have a scar above her left hip? <laughs> yeah, she got a scar above her left hip, so, so what, what they got to do with things? Okay, was my family member got a scar above their left hip, too. Does Tina have a birthmark on her shoulder? Yeah. So we trying to say my wife uh, part of your family or something? That's what you trying to say? I don't know how to say this to you, but I mean, after asking you what I just asked you, I mean, I'm I'm a hundred percent sure now. I'm I'm certain that your your wife Tina is my brother Tim. <laughs> Did you just say? Yo, your wife Tina is my brother Tim. Hey man, hold, 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 hold up, man. Now, first of all, how the fuck did you get my, my brother's been too? missing for six years? You know, my you brother. Out your motherfucking mind. How the fuck you gonna call here? And, and I don't even know how the fuck you got my How the fuck you gonna call here and gonna tell me that my motherfucking wife that I've been married to for five years is a goddamn man? So I, the whole family done the research on it. I gotta ask, man. 
Is that savage or is that sick? Fuck, I is don't know. Like a, does he end up saying, like, uh, this is a G up or what? Like, how does that? Um, that ends with, um, because the guy obviously says, the husband who answered, he says something like, you know what? If 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 I find out that it's a man, I'm gonna kill this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Is that how it ends? It ends um with um, cause he's like saying he's confused about being, like you know, being misled if it is his brother, right? Because obviously the crying, the, there's a bit of crying that happens in between the end, but it's the 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 money, the um the money question that the brother asks the husband is, do you all got kids? <laughs> He goes, no. And he goes, that's my brother. (laughs) (laughs) But it's obviously a radio prank. Very, but do you never say that about your wife? I think. Oh, shit. I thought he acted acted pretty well, eh? Yeah. He did a good job. He did a good job with like the pauses and. Yeah, yeah. Where did the question come up with that shit, bro? Beyond, I know? think it's more sick than uh, <laughs> Savage, yeah. Hold up. And then I've got one more man, and you guys can pick the top Savage of the week. Um, this one is just like a... Um, so a guy must have thought he was funny, and he thought he recorded his wife's reaction. <laughs> and he says something about um, something about what she's cooking, eh? I'll just play the audio. You know, you think of all these TikTok recipe videos, you know how to fucking cook a decent meal. With all the corn that you watch, you think you know how to actually fuck. <laughs> I think I've heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> what, that know, line? That, was... that last line? Or... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that whole, that whole piece. That whole piece. <laughs> but, oh my God. <laughs> how people try and make contact off that and make a funny contact? Bro, that's the... Um... <laughs> oh, you get... <laughs> Now that one's definitely Savage of the Week for me. You Savage of the Week? I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Oh, yeah. Congrats to that guy, bro, because he, yeah, he looked like he was like, um, like he's seen a ghost, eh? <laughs> I thought it was um, Savage what he said, yeah. and then even more Savage what she said back. Yeah, yeah I've, savage, actually, week, week, I've actually heard a conversation like that before once. <laughs> <laughs> you know, an actual conversation like that, and I was like, what? <laughs> oh, well. But I was like, holy shit. funny to listen in on. Oh fuck yeah, it was. <laughs> but that uh, was pretty. Unless they yeah they they got that relationship where they can joke with each other like you yeah know, some yeah, yeah. But if they don't, oh man, it's gonna be joy balls. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, sweet man, move on to the next sec. Um, so what have y'all been watching on your newsfeed? Like what um any movies um. While you're sitting browsing on the toilet, anything on Netflix or streaming apps? Start with you, Eric. Um, I think the latest thing I've watched at the moment is the Gran Turismo movie. Um, so PlayStation pulled out a competition for the the fastest time on uh, Gran Turismo, and then apparently gets you qualified for actual seat in uh, to actually go race, you know, actual real racing. So this. This uh, movie is best off that, best off that. So, um, yeah, it's it was interesting cool. uh, seeing how real game simulators can actually drive. Well, yeah, I was buzzy and all the like. They honestly, so they know the they know the racetracks, right? 
because they've done it so many times. But there's other things like, uh, you know, when you're in a car and, and you brake or you go fast, there's forces playing on the car, which yeah, also play yeah, on yeah. the driver as well. So yeah. these guys don't know that part, but they, they know the track mentally. So it's, yeah, it's funny yeah. when they go through their physical ordeal, it's a crack up. Like they're like, oh shit, I have to run. I have to run more than I did at school. <laughs> so like, yeah, it's the, you know, the physical content stuff and all the other mind games that come with, um, like with race car driving when you're facing, especially um, facing other people or companies that are involved in racing. Like this whole storyline, there's um, like the villain of the, of the movie is uh, like a rich kid. Now rich people usually can just, you know, they can just get their license by buying it and then, you know, that's it. They can, they're in this world, but for this character, this particular character, he has to start, he starts from the bottom up. So he's just like, his family's a working family and he gets this opportunity to actually go in this competition and get a chance to drive cars for real. So he takes it and then it works out for him. It's a pretty out of it movie, but and it's a true story too, which I found shocking. So it's pretty like a movie doco kind of thing. So if you ever have you ever have you guys ever played Grand Turismo? Yeah, I remember playing it on the yeah, it was a PlayStation game, eh? Yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, 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 it's probably the best. I used to play that. It's a, probably the best one of the best car simulators I've ever played because it's pretty accurate. You actually need a steering wheel if you want to get the fastest times. So yeah, because I used to play on a control pad and. I, I could always only get bronze for the time medals. I could never get silver or gold. So, yeah, it's, it's a feat to try and get gold on all your licenses. So, yeah, even that alone is hardcore. But, yeah, I enjoyed that movie. I've been watching a lot of anime as well, um, especially One Piece. It's a pirate cartoon. I don't know if you guys heard of it. Yeah, you heard of that, yeah, yeah. Because Netflix just put out a new season, I think, this weekend, so... It's pretty big, eh? It's pretty big at the moment, One Piece, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's especially like, especially yeah. with my um, daughter. She's been watching it quite a bit, and it's got me watching it. The funny thing with this cartoon is some of the some of the storytelling in it, it's quite, you know, it's like stuff that we already know. Now, about respect your elders and that kind of thing. And it kind of comes off on this, on this cartoon. So I was like, oh, that's, that's okay, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, just been watching a whole lot of that. Yeah, a lot of the students have been watching that, and um, my, yeah, my wife was watching it one time, and I watched the episode just to see what you know the kids are getting into and stuff. Yeah, yeah. it's it's not like the anime that they do now, but it's like back from the eighties kind of anime, like what Dragon Ball Z used to be before. So yeah, the story the storyline way of doing anime is like like how it used to be in the eighties. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's really cool. I like it anyway. Yeah. Um. Last night we 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 dropped off the kids after the um the birthday to to the grandparents. So we had the free night. So I was just super excited because I um, haven't been able to watch like stuff like back to back for a while. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna get my binge on and um get some some snacks and stuff. But I was like looking through um. My wife had the uh, Netflix account, so I couldn't watch my shows that I have there. But so I found um, Welcome to Wrexham because I was trying to watch because I watch a lot of basketball stuff, and I was like, oh, I don't know much about soccer, 
So, and then, uh, so I was like, oh, I'll watch this one. It looks pretty interesting. But no, it's cool, man. I love it. Eh? Watch, watch a bunch of episodes. I haven't finished it. But welcome to Rexham. Ryan Reynolds and Rob McElhenney, I think. They buy a club, football club in Wales. And, uh, you know, they try to build it up. Um, no, nah, I love it, eh? Because I've always wanted to buy a club. I've always wanted to own, own a club. And I was like, you know, so I guess maybe that's why I was drawn to it. And just seeing like the changes that they made, like as the owners of the club and what they do and stuff. So I thought that would pose like a good question. Um, like, what club would you guys own if you if you could? Like, if money wasn't an option, would it be and, uh, what a would sporting you club? Yeah, what 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 sporting franchise? club and what? Yeah, maybe what three changes would you make? Because I guess Ooh, sort that's, of keep a, it that's a good one, guys. So yeah, so um. Like for me, I guess I would start with because I live local. I would buy the Roosters first, Seattle two, and I think like um, that's not really the team I want to buy. But I think just to learn. So if I had the money, one you know, won the lottery or whatever, I had to learn, try to turn them around, and then I would obviously buy the Warriors and um, try to you know <laughs> turn them around, sort of thing. But I guess the, one of the first things I would do is I would get um, I would try to trust like the local guys a bit more, like. I feel like um like Ackland or some like I feel like we think Aussies are better but they're not like we've won the World Cup and tri series and things like that. Like they are good, like no no disrespect. But like have more local, so like a local coach, like a John Ackland or someone, you know, whoever's doing well at the moment. And then like get back into getting our like own guys in there more instead of relying on the Aussies. Still have a few Aussies in there. I think it's good to have a bit of a mixture, but um, and yeah, build up the um, like our um, tr- what's it called, our development sort of system. Um, I guess that's sort of two. Like I think it was going good before, you know, when our twenties were winning it and all that. <clears throat> sort of, I guess, talk to people and sort of see what they were doing back then. Like, what? How did they get to that stage? Because, and I would try to keep the guys. You know what I mean? Like, instead of chopping and changing so much, I, I guess the salary cap's a big thing. Um, and then one of the big things I, I learned from that is like the players and the coaches matter, like because they they buy a new coach and manager, and like two players, and then they start winning. They, they then they start winning. Like it was that simple, but they because they could have, they could afford to. So I guess seeing like the, the few um, players that you think would make the biggest impact on the club, you know what <laughs> I mean? Yeah. So bring the local guys through, and then buy one or two marquee players that I think you know could uh, change the club. Yeah, that's. I guess that's it in a nutshell. Well, yes. When you guys got a uh, thoughts re- uh, ready? What about you, Eric? What, what, yeah, what, yeah. What, what, bus- what franchise? What basketball franchise would you buy? <laughs> man, because I'm not really a sports fan, but EA Sports. Yeah, they right. like gaming, gaming sports shit. Because yeah. I don't think there is a club out west. I mean, out in New Zealand yet. Oh no, there are. There is a couple. I think for what about around the world? But, you could buy an NBA team, anything. Yeah, NBA players. <laughs> I mean, like you know, the gamers and stuff. Oh, oh man, yeah. I have I have no idea. Really. I don't. I wouldn't know where I would start with something like that. Because in the gaming world, it's you. You'll need the probably the the top, not not the top players, but pretty good. Depending depending what game you play for, like. Like when we were talking earlier about Gran Turismo, you'd be probably need the guys with the second fastest times on the track 
or something like that. But then, you know, gaming now is a big thing and it's a, there's a lot of money in there. And they ask for a lot of money too. So, yeah, I, I have no idea how how a manager could manage a gaming team. <laughs> it's a hard one. Actually, I think, actually, I think I'll buy a Cleary. I'll buy a Cleary. <laughs> oh, yeah. Cleary and I need one more player, probably Walsh. Cleary and Walsh back. <laughs> if you were to buy that, if you were to buy the Warriors. Yeah, and then I'll probably need a prop, eh? Oh, no, for no, Blake and that's doing good. Yeah, yeah. Cleary and Walsh. Sorry, yeah, your turn, let's, sorry. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I'd buy Auckland Rugby Union, eh? All right, yeah, yeah. I'd buy oh. Auckland Rugby Union, and the way I would set it up, I would create, um, like, how the Foxes is, is sort of structured. I would structure the um, the Auckland Rugby competition, which is the uh, Waka Nathan, and then the, I think it's the um, Freedom Cup. I would structure it like how the, um, like, the league comp starts with the Red Brewster tournament. Hey, so that gives any any teams outside of the the top sixteen a chance. Yeah, and like just within the last two years, I think because Dion's he's got his bunch of B boys into the Fox, but yep. now they've put a stamp on trading, so you can only buy two players for the year. Um, oh, before they had it open, they they had an open cap on who was about to come open, and go. Eh? Yeah, so they put a stamp on that. Oh. Um, that gives it an even playing field, I feel. Um, oh, you like that? Yeah. Um, I think it's better for the ground roots game. But, I, yeah, I would take the um, the Auckland rugby comp, structure it like the Fox, and when it comes to, like, you know, competition, the back end of the season, it plays better because um, there's more there's more exposure to the grassroots. Um I think it's a, it's a bit of a um, it's a bit of a joke, eh? like how how the Auckland pick their, their their stars now. I wouldn't want a Super Rugby competition. I would just want to concentrate on NPC. But if I bought the Auckland Rugby Union, bro, I would be having players fight over positions. You know, like you know, because you want to be the feature game. You don't want to be playing the reserves or the under lights at the local footy club, uh, the local footy grounds. You know, you want to be playing inside the stadium or at Ponsonby and stuff like that. Um. The first thing I would change would be um <clears throat> would be having like um like guys like Brian Williams around and guys like um you know sort of anger guys that are local, you Ronnie Clark, Michael Jones, get them to come in and talk to the guys and talk about their their time in the jersey or in the club because I think that does wonders. Eh? I think that does wonders for clubs like just when guys talk about like you know when they look over their successes as players when they come back and talk about you know, the, the struggles that they had when they were playing at the club. I think that gives a better appreciation for the jersey and for the players coming through the the grades, like currently. Hmm. And if I was to buy a coach to come over, I'd buy Eddie Jones. <laughs> <laughs> I'd buy Eddie and, Jones. Uh, and then I'd bring Sonny Bill on as a senior advisor. <laughs> <laughs> Just to give everyone a bit of um, yeah, a happy thought to Sonny Bill's memorable com- comments when he's live. But I'm I mean, sure he's, got the, he's got the draw card, eh? You know? He's got that, yeah. you know, he's got that um, aura about him. Yeah. I mean, for a guy who was like, who walked out, you know, you got to remember Sonny Bulls, that guy who didn't like the contract and fucking walked. Remember the NRL froze his bloody passport. He was not allowed to leave. You know, he's the guy who changed all of that. You know, if, if it wasn't for what Sonny Bulls done and he was at the Bulldogs, 
be a whole lot of PI players still playing for fucking biscuits, man. I reckon that's so true. And I feel wholeheartedly, and I say that, you know, even though he's a Manawa old boy, but I feel like if Sonny Bill didn't do what he done back then by listening to Chaka and that and saying, like, fuck, you know, guys that are struggling, clubs are struggling to pay guys, but they don't want to admit that they don't want to pay top dollar for guys, you know. They're just giving them the crumbs, you know. They'll bring two superstars who play Gaia most of the season and they'll pay everyone else the crumbs, which is evident, you know. It's evident, like, when you see the list unfold in finals a week, it's like, bro, those are the guys who have played the most minutes on the field, you paid less. <laughs> wow. But yeah, that's what I'd do. I'd start off those three things. And yeah, I want, I'd want to own Auckland Rugby, man. Yeah. We got the, yeah. I know it would be like, you can have a concert on our grounds every other day of the week, man. Because yeah. <laughs> you've seen how they can transfer Eden Park into concert stadiums and then, you know, all that money. That's probably what's paying the bloody Auckland Rugby Union bills, man. Ooh. It's all the concerts they're having on the grounds. Um, any uh would you keep the same team or is there any like is there one or two guys that you think are missing or they got the right players, just the wrong uh like culture or coaches or anything like that? Yeah, any players? Um I think I'd scrap the whole lot. I'll scrap the yeah, whole lot. Start fresh. And start fresh, yeah. Alright, yeah. Um So the whole the whole team? Yeah, scrap the whole team. Except for Roger. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just on the current just on the current playing role. Yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. Because they've got so much talent. Like, I think I've been wanting to see Nico Jones crack it. I mean, he doesn't seem to get the respect that he deserves. He's almost yeah. three years out of school now and I've never seen him make a start. I mean, if you're going to bleed players on the bench like that, bro, just put them on and give them the window, you know? Otherwise, his um his contract will become stale and then Wellington might come knocking, you know? And then he'll go play awesome down there. Just like every other guy that leaves Auckland and makes it big outside of Auckland. Yeah, yeah. So it'll be sad to see him go. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. No, 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 it's just always been like something that I would, you know, because we watch sports and stuff, and I'm like, man, if I was the coach <laughs> or this, I would do this and that. So I think that's why I like the show and then sort of pose that question for us. But um, yeah, always, always good fun. Yeah. You know, acting like we're <laughs> shock callers or whatever. <laughs> Sweet boys, um, she wants another thing that we haven't touched on. Yeah, just what you're thinking. Uh, yeah, I recommend that series for anybody who's uh, into sports, and yeah, it's sort of similar like to buy um, a club one day or in a club. And if you're listening and you like that thing, tell us what, um club or team you would like to own and what things you would do to it in the um in the comments be good to see what other people if anyone else has had that sort of thought and what they would like to do see um we haven't done a memory lane for a while so i thought i'd share this one with you we can just touch on it real quick um a memory lane for me like i don't know if you remember, but I touched on last week um the return of the Rock to the um WWE, yeah. And um, Cam's has also said that the reason why we like rock music is because of the WWE entrance music, which I think there is some sort of truth to it. But I'm gonna touch on it now. So I just started um I just got added to this forum on 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 Facebook. It's a WWF 
Oh, it's a WWE attitude for him. And there was a piece of artwork that you know, um, sort of got a whole lot of um, I got a thread going. So I've talked about the um, the fuck, what are they called? I think they called the Crazy Samoans, the Anuai brothers, and then their their lineage into the WWE era. Now I was going back some time. That was way before I started watching it. But if you could think of some wrestlers from back in the day, and if you're into wrestling, and you could come up with your dream tag team match. So this is one of the questions that I got asked to get into the forum, which is, if you could name your dream tag team matchup, who would it be on on wrestling of the whole generation of, so WWF and WCW and the WWE, um, what's that, WF um, Attitude Era? So who would be your dream tag team match? Oh, man. Shit, that's going way back. Uh, Andre the Giant and Big Show. Against? <laughs> Is this them as tag team partners? Yeah, yeah, bro. Andre the Giant and Big Show. Ah, that would be mean, eh? And Fuck, who are they crazy. fighting? That's too much who are they weight. fighting? Wait. That would be too much weight for the ring, man. Who <laughs> <laughs> against? Um, oh, shit. Probably Earthquake and... Here's another big dude. Uh, Kane. Oh, damn. Bro, yeah. I could jam. Just imagine all those finishing moves will all happen at that one match. <laughs> yeah, it'll be the one match, hey? Audrey the Giant's Shucks. big hand slap. Fuck. Yeah, man. That guy's massive, bro. Yeah, because I, I, I remember watching WWF back when I was young, man. And I was yeah. in the, the days of SummerSlam and all that. And WrestleMania, man, Hulk Hogan and that, Ultimate Warrior, Muncher Man, Randy Savage, the Hokey Talk Man, Hexon Jim Duggan. Yeah. Your father, all those guys, man, bring back memories. But the Attitude Era, um, don't quite know many of them that well. I mean, uh, of course, The Rock, he's, he's, old, he's old school and yeah. new school. So, yeah. But the new guys they got now, it's like, holy cow, totally different. Way different, eh? Yeah. So yeah, I, think are... I like I like the WWF better. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's funny you mentioned that because I, I listened to um, Hulk Hogan recently and Ric Flair on the uh, Joe Rogan podcast. That was pretty cool. Uh, oh, me interesting. But um, yeah, how I'd go is um, my favorite wrestler of all time is um, Ultimate Warrior. The music, him going crazy. Um, so him, and then like, because they were sort of like both the best at the time, and like by enemies. So and he was, I liked him as well. The American uh, Hulk Hogan. So it would be yeah. them. So they're sort of like enemies, but they're both great from that era. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then, that is true. And then, and then I would have like sort of more from my era because I don't follow it so much now. But growing up, obviously the the Rock was the man. Yeah. And then his enemy sort of thing. Oh, there was a few, but it would be in uh, Stone Cold. Yeah. So Stone Cold. That's um, nice, bro. If I was going for like, because when you asked the question, I was thinking of like entertainment wise. I would have like Rey Mysterio if it's just entertainment. Oh yeah. Um, because he, he's a high flyer and uh, Edge. Oh, Edge or Chris Jericho. I think they can move pretty well. Shit, but, that's um, a good team. But, 
but that, that that's for entertainment. But in terms of greats and um, I guess the draw card, I would yeah, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, and then Stone Cold and The Rock. Man, yeah. you know, you know when you said um, who was that? Uh, I was, I just thought of The Rocketeers when you said Ray Mysterio. Yeah, I, mean, I just thought of if Shawn Michaels was a part of that team, wasn't he? The Rocketeers. I'm not sure. No. I can't remember. Oh, God, his partner's name. But you're sure Michael's was part of the Rocketeers. Man, there's flips they used to do back in the day, but now they do them like easy. It's like shit. Yeah, the new era guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just flip all over the place. But the way um, Ray Mysterio moves, man, amazing. I mean, even the other guys, like The Rock and them, were like, because they're so big. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they move so well for how big they're. Like, they're massive human beings and they're still so athletic and. Yeah, the way they move is amazing. Yeah. Nice. What about you, Let? Oh, man. So when I answered that question to get into the forum, and then I thought about it, man, my one was a pretty much a no-brainer in terms of who I'd pick. But it was, two of them are the same as yours, but my one would be a tag team, would be Yokozuna and The Rock. Oh, versus, yeah, yeah. As tag team partners versus Bret Hart and Stone Cold. Woo! And that would be, man. And it would man, be right. at, um, at Caesar's Palace. Oh. Yeah, but it would be at Caesar's <laughs> Palace outdoor. Outdoor, outdoor yeah, all right, yeah, yeah, outdoor version. I just yeah, thought to yeah, myself yeah. when I remembered um, WrestleMania 9 when Gonzalez and The Undertaker go at it. And I'm thinking, yeah. Shit, bro. That would be epic, man. Because I just remember, like, the crowd was different, eh? The crowd yeah. was different, bro. And I remember, like, watching it, and I just always hear The Undertaker's music playing over that crowd. Yeah. It yeah. was like right next to the beach. It was like, damn, that'd be cool, yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah, and it'll probably be like a um a SummerSlam, man. Not a WrestleMania. It'll be like a SummerSlam. Yeah, but yeah. that would be a mean fight because yeah, Yoki Yoki was the man in that that one. Where he fights um I think it's Bret Hardy for the title, but he loses. But eventually that year at WrestleMania ten, he becomes a champ. But yeah, that was my um and the reason why I brought it up because um I went to the video shop, the old video shop in Lanark. The old United video, and I took I used the ATM, and I was telling Kid that this used to be a DVD store, man. And then I was isn't it closed now or no? Yeah, yeah. it's closed. It's closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just saw it the other day. Mm. Storage yeah. for the dairy next door. Yeah, so I was like, man, memory lane now. <laughs> I took my mum um just to get uh, her lotto recently, and then I saw it was closed as we were driving away. Yeah, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nah, yeah, so we're pushing for them. time. That's a good question. But, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, man, we'll get into our last words, eh? Yeah. Start with oh, you. Yeah, yeah, I'll start. Um, yeah, uh, just to be good, it's real cool to be back on the uh, Other Clip again. I think this is uh, my second episode in a row. <laughs> um, good to see you again too, Yish. And um, hopefully uh, Kevin's having a good time over in Samoa. And uh, hope everyone's having a good uh, school holiday so far. But I think my my daughter's sick of me already, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm jumping off right mums. But yeah, yeah, no, everyone have a have a safe uh, school holiday and all. Thank you. Yeah, nice, nice. I guess, I guess, what's been happening is, um, yeah, the, what I've seen recently, I guess, from watching Welcome to Wrexham, you got to build your team. So I guess that's for life as well. So you got to sort of hand select who's going to be on your team of life um so you pick pick the right people who you hang out with who you talk to and all that sort of stuff i've got to do it to myself as well as like sort of like a good question 
for myself to uh, reflect on. And then what was the other one? Oh yeah, like if you're like me, like it's if you have like a lot of ideas, you don't really finish things that much. Um, get someone who can help you finish. You know, like my wife's a good finisher. She's got like processes and systems and stuff like that. Um, and she can help me, like she help uh, help me finish it off. Just with in terms of like some of the artwork and that. Um, so yeah, whatever way you are, whether you're a process person, you get someone who's got like vision or you know sort of get the opposite get people who have the skills that you don't have basically because that's what i sort of i guess experienced this week but yeah i guess those would be my parting words and have a uh, good trip camps well deserved after all the hard work you put into the network and uh, helping us out as well (laughs) yeah yeah enjoy the trip man relax and yeah safe travels and you enjoy enjoy your time but yeah, thanks, Let's, for taking tonight and Eric. It's been good, been good catching up and um, yeah, really enjoyed uh, the session. Nah, me Um Yeah, just before we um, we clock off, um, just wanted to let everyone know if you want to support the Westwest Network, jump on to thewestwestnetwork.com and um, flick us a little bit of a um, donation, kind donation, man, something as little as a coffee a week um, for the day. But um, my closing words is... Um, Something similar to Yash man. Um, yeah, get if you're if you're doing stuff and you're feel like you're starting to hit that mental block, refresh man, get up and walk around, have a new conversation and come back and revisit it. It's always good to start something and finish it off. Um, my fence is still not finished, but I'll probably get it done. It's just that little pattern I gotta fit in. But you know, sometimes <laughs> some some people to some people that little pattern is like the whole fence, but to others like that little pattern is nothing, you know, compared to what you put down. Um, also wanted to just acknowledge um all the parents holding it down with the kids at home. It can be a a, a real big busy time, but man, take your kids for a walk at the park, man. It's easy. It costs nothing. It might cost you a, a few little stitches and a few little pit stops to have a rest to get your breath back. But man, the kids will thank you for it later. But um, before we before we actually um log off, do we have a winner for this game coming up tonight? Is is there a winner for this game, man? Are we going to call it? <laughs> uh, I think um, I think I'm going the Broncos, eh? Um, yeah, I think the Panthers are sort of the favourites, but um, yeah, I don't know. I've got a lot of family and stuff. I guess it sort of goes with that. <laughs> I'd like to see the Penrith win three, three out of three because I like all the Island boys there. Yeah. And I like how they... Um, you know, they talk a bit of smack and stuff like that. But um, I guess my heart's more with the Broncos for this one. Because I used to support them more back in the days, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, Broncos. Broncos. Me. What, you like? what do you reckon? You can call it? Man, because I haven't been watching rugby league, to be honest. But if history repeats, <laughs> you know, we've seen the Panthers in that. So, oh, yeah. The three-peat. Yeah, three-peat. It might be. What do you got? What do you got? Man, all I want to say is if Penrith win, I'll be hairless after next week. <laughs> so if Spencer O'Neill comes off and does a block burn running, a Yafeta Palacino winning try, bro, I'll be happy, man. But nah. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, yeah. Nah, I think um, yeah, Penrith could do it. Penrith will probably will do it. And Spencer O'Neill will probably get mad of the match. Oosh. <laughs> That's a call. That's a call yeah. right there. 
We didn't get it wrong here, man. We, we didn't, didn't get, get it wrong. wrong. Yeah, man. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Listen back next week and you'll hear it. <laughs> nah, sweet fellas, man. Nah, thanks for jumping on tonight for um, Ipti at the Clip. Shout out to all our listeners and to everyone on the West West Network. Um, shout out to the um, CFO who's, I don't know who approved his lead, to be honest, but yeah, hope he's having a good time in Samoa. Um, yeah, and that's the that's a wrap from us, man. You know what it is. Um, yep, let's get the park out of here. Sweet. Sweet. Hey, <laughs> <Hello>, boys. Peace. <laughs>